Please listen carefully. I can I can bring it up during the episode. Great. Oh, is it about the show? Yeah. Okay. All right. I have opinions. I don't think it's people are gonna be mad at me. I already feel it. Uh, let's get ready. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. We hope you didn't miss us too much during our month-long break. That was, I'm not gonna lie, fucking lovely. Uh, to not realize on a Friday night that we had not recorded an episode for the following week and then suddenly have plans on the weekend. So as we get back into this audience, we have all forgotten how to podcast entirely after three weeks of not recording. Uh, We got onto our room, we started recording and we were all like, wait, how do we do this? How do we plug our headphones in? So that should set the tone for our episode where we'll be talking about the Shadow and Bone release that just dropped on Friday. We all watched it immediately so that we could be on the ball and have this episode out. Uh, but before we get into it, what did you guys do with your little extra time, your little podcasting break? What did you guys do over the last month? Well, as you know, I have been puzzling and that is all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've been watching. I've been binging shows like full on. Sh- we we both binged two shows together. In fact, <laughs> Christina, one was Criminal Minds where we mm-hmm. raced and one was Bones where we did not race, but we finished it quite quickly as well. We really did. <laughs> And, uh, I'm appalled I'm much... about the amount of episodes you guys watched. <laughs> I, I, when I say I literally have not read in a whole ass month, I have not. Like, I could not. Like, I tried to read and it didn't work. And, like, the first time I started reading was literally yesterday for the last month. When I tell you, like, to put it in perspective, Criminal Minds has over 300 episodes, like 336. Yeah. Bones had over 200 episodes. I don't think it quite made it to 300. So we are talking about in the last, like, month and a half, over 500 episodes of television. And now we've both just started new shows to take a break before we jump back on and we start either Psych or Doctor Who together. I am going to make it through this pandemic by just watching insanely long shows that I've already seen before. That's my goal now. What did you do during the break, Steph? Uh, What did I do? I cried. uh, For the... First time in a year, so that's where I'm at, <laughs> emotionally and mentally. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's about it. And I've just reread a bunch of stuff that I've already read multiple times. The same energy as us, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my, my medium is just different, you know. Okay, we're just gonna get into it, cause guys, guess what? We've made it to official. I'm taking over. Sorry, we've made it to official. <laughs> Shadow and Bone was released. I didn't think we'd make it, but we did. And I have a lot of opinions. I thought I didn't, but I'm sitting here being like, eh. And also, do I need to tell? Okay, I'm going to tell you what the synopsis is because it's literally one sentence on Google. Are you ready? Let's go. Sinister forces plot against a young soldier after she reveals a magical power that may unite her world. Period. Okay, let's start with Christina, who doesn't know, didn't have any clue about what went on plot-wise because she didn't read the books. Did you understand what was going on? It took me a while. It took mm-hmm. me a while to figure out what was going on. I eventually got there, and I do think that some of the stuff that I had knew in advance because of you guys telling me helped out a little bit there. Um, but, like, at one point I did message uh, you guys, and I was like, wait, I don't understand. Is Grisha a race or is it a role? Like, I was struggling with, like, understanding 
you know, where did we get there? I kind of think it was similar to like The Witcher, where I feel like it, it really spoke to people that already knew what was going on and maybe a little less people that didn't. But by the end, I got there. Like, I wasn't confused yeah. at the end. I understood what everything was. I understood what they were going for. Um, yeah, it, but it took a while. It, I had to ramp up to being like, what the fuck is any of this? We, like, you dropped me into this universe and you were like, you're about, you figure it out, buddy. You get there. And also, like, for, for people that are joining this podcast not knowing or having haven't had listened to our previous episode about the Grishaverse, Basically, in this show, what what's happening is that it is there's a war going on between Ravka, which is like an actual country or I guess a region or whatever, versus what's the other one called? The northern one? Fjorda? Fjorda. Fjorda? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's basically like an Eastern European type of country versus like a Northern European country. And there's a war going on there. But the Ravkins actually have this, I guess they're kind of like a race, Grisha, which are like elite magical people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have different abilities and all of that, but not all Ravkins are Grisha, I guess. And then like Fjordans hate Grisha. They call them like witches and like just try to kill them, basically. So like if you're going in, that's a lot of what you're going to get from backstory. But like they don't really fully explain it. They just kind of dive in. So I think they just like assume that the viewers know what's going on, especially because they actually changed the story in the show. So, so like, if you don't know the original story, like, it's like you go in thinking that this is the original story, but it actually isn't. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, though. I mean, like, I think it's fair to have changed it. Like, as someone who didn't know enough about the original one, I'm not pressed by that. I mean, I... I yeah. Okay, I will say, I, like, this is me kind of going into my opinion about the show already, but, like, I think it was... I, I appreciate what they did better because I think one of the complaints that we had when we talked about Grisha first was before when Yash was on, she complained about how the story for the Grisha trilogy initially was quite bland, right? Because it's, like, it's the same typical story that you see in, like, a fantasy trilogy. It's always chosen about the one. chosen one. Yeah, and in this, in this show, they really took away from that completely like it was not a chosen one story that she is technically a chosen one but there's no she's not like the big one person that you follow around the whole time there's quite a multi-layered story happening that didn't actually happen in the original trilogy it was very much focused on her the whole time and the darkling and their relationship and it was very like toxic and i'm sure on purpose it was supposed to be toxic but it was very questionable at the time versus this one was very much about like her um her friend mal's history and then it went into nina is it nina yeah yeah nina and like that was in the in the story but the whole six of crows crew and it's not all of them it's just technically three of them plus nina who's from later but like three of them happening at the same time which was fascinating to see how they like interwove their stories when they weren't interwoven before. <laughs> but it makes sense that they would like the way it was yeah. set up. It made sense. It made it more interesting because I think Mel, Melanie, my friend, I'm going to read what she told me, <laughs> what she sent me. And I was like, you know what? This is a hundred percent true. What did she say? So confused. And I dislike Alina. Literally everyone else is more interesting. And I said, that's the curse of the YA book adaptation. Yeah. yeah. And it's but true. That- 
But actually, I think she's better in the show than she is in the book. Oh, 100%. Like, because they didn't do the whole, like, I mean, she does, she doesn't trust her abilities, obviously, but she finds them so much quicker than in the books versus, like, in the books, she hates herself for, like, I feel like two out of three of the books, does she not? And even at the end, she still hates herself. Like, she never, the only thing she thinks is that she has to settle for something, which I think is, like, a disservice to her and like her audience but well don't you in the in the book she always said that she like she didn't want to be this famous person she doesn't want to be whatever yeah. but then in the tv show she's like mal wants to like retire to a farm but i don't want to do that and i'm like isn't that different and, but it makes her the tv alina more interesting 100 percent more than the book yeah, yeah yeah for sure like she's just like everything about her is more interesting also being able to see that she's not white, which I know she's not supposed to be white the whole time, is nice. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, I appreciate it more. Um, but yeah, 100% all the other characters are more interesting. Even though, like, I think, like, I find Mal more interesting. Oh my god, yeah, I was, yeah, I, was I was very surprised. into it. <laughs> oh, like, I, I did not, like, I did not care about him at all. Oh, I cared about I, him 100% more. Or actually, no, no, yeah. that's not... That's not fair. I did not care about him at all. He was fine. The person I cared about the least was Matthias. Uh, Mal, I was just oh, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, but Mal... In, Getting in the shot book, everywhere. Nothing. Yeah, like... Yeah. Well, in he's the not book, even he's... there half the book. Yeah, so, like, this this whole, like, backstory and him, like, I know we get the backstory in the books, but, like, seeing him play out on the screen was so much more interesting than it than I thought it was going to be. They made him more of, like, vulnerable and, like, weak yeah. than than the supposed lady man he is in the book, which worked 10 times better overall, I think. But yeah. okay. Here's my gripe. I'm just going to go in because it's bugging me so much. The cast that I watched on TV was not the one that I pictured and read in my mind. I this agree. man, he's brooding the whole time. And I'm like, sir, you're a criminal mastermind. You own your own gambling club. Why are you worried that you're not going to pull this off? Where's the confidence? Where's the jokes? Where's the swagger? It's like, why are you sitting and brooding about this? I, I could, I, I couldn't get. I it. don't, I don't think they built on his character at all in this show at all. Like I, it was just like the very basic of cast. Like you like, got I, the snippets of it. Yeah, but so, it wasn't enough. Like everybody else was carrying him on in on his team. Like that, his the rest of his team were great. He's the leader, right? So question. So because yes. not having them. So the idea here is that the Grisha trilogy takes place prior to the Six of Crows books. Yes. Yes. And so years. what they did was they told the story of the Grish, the first book in the Grisha trilogy, and then they are showing essentially a prequel to what will eventually be the Six of Crows stories. Yes. So could it be, not having read this, that this is the Kaz you're talking about from the Six of Crows books doesn't exist yet because no, no. part of his prequels. No? Okay. No, All right. No. Never no. mind. Here's the, the thing. The Kaz that exists in the Six of Crows books started when he was a child, like a literal child. Like as soon as he went through that traumatic thing and he had to fend for himself and his brother like the whole thing yeah like brother, there's a whole backstory that but yeah the way you your way the way everyone sees him is like he's the leader he's like the top guy ja jasper at this point in time jasper 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 is the lead and i'm like what what's happening here they're supposed to be like jasper is supposed to look up to kaz but it's the other way around because yeah. guess who's so charismatic jasper is <laughs> and oh. it's a disservice that you have this weak cat i'm like upset to like i couldn't that's all I could focus on. I was just like, why are you so weak? Not even weak, like not confident. And you're like scheming, but you should be confident in your scheming because you know you're smart enough to like outwit everyone. But I'm not seeing that there. 
I think I don't. the Kaz that they show at the very end of the show is the closest we get to the real Kaz. Like when he's like a deal is a deal or whatever. Yeah. I think that's the closest we get to the Kaz that we know. And also the Kaz during the heist. That was my favorite part. I'm surprised. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. Oh my God. They were doing the heist. I, I was like. Listen, the show started and I was like, okay, you know, I'm having a fine time. I was looking forward to this because I thought it was going to be amazing. So as it started, I was just kind of like waiting for that moment and that moment hit me where i really loved it is when they have the very first heist where they're stealing the blueprints to get into the castle mm-hmm. and inej is inside the room when the guard comes in and to avoid being seen by him she's standing behind him and moves with him i'm sorry that's so dumb but it's yeah. beautiful i love it yeah. i love those yeah. kinds of things when they happen i'm like mm, and you're see, a genius that, that was a great portrayal of what inej is she's like a ghost basically so like yeah like they did her really well she did her self really well but like the way Kaz was written we only really get a glimpse of what he's really like is in at the end of that heist and also that end of the the show pretty much and like I felt like that like Like, I don't know too much too much brooding not enough smirking I'm like this guy (laughs) this guy is number one he he beat out everyone else in his own country to become like the number one gambling house and like you're telling me this guy is nervous about stealing a girl like I don't believe you one of my favorite parts, the connection of fucking Jesper's goat to Mal later. Oh, oh. beautiful. We knew that bullet was going to come back. We knew it and we loved it. That there's goat also something the about There's also something about like Jesper's spoiler alert. I'm not going to say what it is, but they like, they're really like p- putting it in there. Oh yeah. Um, Wait, but what? Ma- I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm not going to reveal that it's... because it, but also, Ben Barnes, I do, I told you, have never cared about this man in my entire. I never cared about I him, and I'm like, don't okay. Understand. I I like Darkling Ben Barnes more than I liked Kaz. Like that's disgusting, and I'm upset. Yes. The the moment he stepped out of that fucking cloud of shit, I was like, mm hmm, mm hmm. I'm like, yeah, give me your tortured backstory. I know you're power hungry, man. But here's the thing. In the books, I hated him. I hated the Darkling. This is the reason why I hated, like, the books initially, because the Darkling was the absolute worst, and you knew where it was going. And the whole time I was like, let's not even give this man the time of day, because he's had too much time already, as we know. Um, But then you get Ben Barnes in the show as the Darkling, and I'm like intrigued so all they needed to do was make him hot and have a deep voice for you is what you're saying no, no you got all the backstory like, we never gotten yeah like you get it earlier than we got it because we did get some backstory in the in the book but it was like later i think was it not because i remember the backstory i also feel like i read the books like literally two months ago and i think that fucked me because i was just i don't know i didn't enjoy it as much as i wanted to and i don't know why i think okay, also my point i think the tone of the tv show was too serious for what i wanted i wanted it to be like serious but also yeah. okay fun yeah. elements so here's the thing I, the thing i was talking about before we started recording was did you guys know that the person who wrote shadow and bone is the same person that wrote arrival and bird box oh my god oh god those are very dark <laughs> exactly i i would have to agree that it's dark. i think like okay clearly like everyone else netflix is trying to find its game of thrones and so they they greenlit witcher they greenlit this and it's like but the times when people hated game of thrones the most was when it was being too serious because they failed so like i don't know you're not gonna be game of thrones be better and i feel like this one especially because everyone 
in it is supposed to be so much younger. Like, it could have been funnier. It could have been a little bit more well done. It, I agree that it was, there were moments where it was just, like, a little bit too dark. But I also don't know how you do the Darkling without making it dark. Like, the storyline of how all those monsters used to be people is, like, a lot. I was actually quite shocked by how much they showed. Like, they really did make this an adult show because, like... I mean, I guess, like, violence always exists in, like, teen stuff, too. But, like, the vi- like the immediate, like, seeing the dude kill Alexi Very bloody. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> it's, I think it still felt pretty teen. Like, not super, maybe, okay, new adult, right? That's the category. Yeah, new adult. A little adult. bit older than your standard teen show. But I think with what we're seeing from shows like fucking Riverdale and Sabrina and shit like that, teen shows are all getting so dark that these things are just happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're just seeming older in general. I think if it was going to be, to say that they made it actually adult, I would have expected seeing more of Jesper fucking that random dude. Yeah, I think... But, like, I why can't it, we have more of that? I think, you know what I mean? Honestly, honestly, I think the nature of the first trilogy impeding on the duology later is what makes it darker. I feel like if we focused more on the Six of Crows part, we'd get more of the entertaining light stuff. But, like, if you think about it, the the... The, like the what's it called the story from like the first like the first arc or whatever of of um the grisha verse is quite dark actually but wouldn't you but like from a like writing perspective it should be going dark to darkest <laughs> in terms of like sadness so like well, if we're already starting we, off we know it gets like, really <laughs> exactly so i'm like we're you're gonna go even like farther in the way i don't like but it's but the thing that I liked about Game of Thrones, and I think everyone agrees, is like when you have all these characters in different parts of the world meeting up. That's the excitement. That's like yeah. the yeah. joy that pushes you to keep yeah. watching. So like they have that element that they could be playing off of mm-hmm. for a long time. And I don't. And I'm like, is it gonna? Are they gonna do it? Yeah, because I we know think Nina is definitely gonna join them. And like the whole yeah. Yeah, like, but hers is going to be I think the timeline's going to catch up. I think the timeline's going to have to catch yeah, up. Yeah, and book. I think you're going to see a lot of that like brief interludes like they were clearly teasing that quite a bit too where like there were Mm -hmm. moments where like i think it was nina and the crows before that final scene like just passed each other basically or they Mm -hmm, were all mm -hmm. in the same bar um i think are gonna see that because that's what people love and it's like a good thing to sell people on but i will say like even watching it i and having you guys in my head of like the grisha trilogy is not good six of crows is way better (laughs) i could feel it as we were watching it because i was yeah I didn't dislike it, but I was not very interested in the Alina storyline at all. I was mad interested in the heist shit, Jasper shit. Absolutely. The version of Imagine. Kaz you're talking about, I actually do like better, but not having had any information about him before, I didn't dislike him. Imagine, okay. like, what the show will be like once they've, like, completely gone through Alina and Mal's story, and then they can move on to Six of Crows' fully engaged story. It's going to be so good because you already and- have this background now. And then you can just yeah. go full hog into it. And I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I want now. <laughs> What'll be interesting too is will they follow the trend of like one book per season? So will we have two more seasons that are still very much focused around the Grisha trilogy? And then season four and five. Like are are Alina and Mal even in Six of Crows? No. Okay. So apparently yeah, the writer all. or the producer would has written this as like three seasons. So like the I first could see arc that. I could see three like, seasons. Yeah, like, I could see books two and three being in one season completely, because book two was a bit of a filler, if we're honest, and I think at some point Alina gets captured, and that's, like, half the book. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
Yeah, like I think I think they could finish up her arc in season two, but I also I have a feeling like I'm not sure, but like I would like to see them take like um, feedback from like audiences. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they'll get a better idea of what people actually want, and then maybe we'll get more of the Six of Crows action. Yeah, this show needs a like Umbrella Academy approach where yeah, you yeah. can see in the next season the direct influences that people watching had on where the story went. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will say, though, the secondary characters on top of these, like, main whatever, 10 characters or whatever, have all been excellent. Like, I have enjoyed, I've actually been sad about some of the secondary characters that have died or, like, like had so much personality in just, like, four sentences. Like, I was actually Like, Nina kinda... was very, like, she's in there for, what, probably less than everyone, but, like, her personality was like, oh, you're great. Nina was Yeah, great. yeah. I, I mean, okay. I'm sorry. I want to talk about this. Matthias. Like, I just, I don't care what you do. I don't care how much you show me. The fact that this man grew up in a society that tr- hates you because of your race as a Grisha and then captured you and was sending you to your death. And then immediately you were like getting naked in front of him, sharing your worth, saving his life. And then at the end you like fall in love. No, just no, just never ever. Like I, there's no amount you can show them bonding to me that makes me suddenly happy and okay with this. I hate Matthias. I'm not interested. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. Stay in that little jail. I do it, not care. It honestly does change from the books it there's a same like i hate i yeah. hated him in the books too and i never was in i would skim past their parts because i was like but they I went don't... harder on the romance part so like that was really yeah. like alina and mel more romantic than it ever was in the books and i'm just like this, i love this man this little mel man the ben barnes sorry what is his name <laughs> alex <laughs> alexander alex, or what, what do they call him the darkling they call him the darkling. general Gen- general kerrigan that's what it is oh even sorry i would say i was saying genya that's not her name isn't it genya yeah genya like oh. her her tailor right yeah she was oh, also really her. good she, okay like her storyline but also show me your her storyline because her storyline yes, her storyline yeah. is so good because if we if okay if you read the books you don't get her storyline but there's a short story did you read the short story for genya it's called no. the tailor it is so good it was my she became my favorite secondary character after i read that story because her storyline is like above all of the rest the best out of like the whole grisha trilogy not not of the six of crows duology obviously but like the grisha trilogy her storyline is so freaking good if you read this story i will say i'm glad i didn't read the books yeah i feel like i not because i think they're bad i feel like i didn't have as many expectations going into the show because i didn't have as many ideas about everyone would be like going into it so like while i am kind of sad hearing what you're talking about with kaz because that version of kaz is really fun and i hope that they go in that direction because you know me you know i love a smirky well-dressed criminal that's why i'm offended not having that information like i like i said i was not disappointed by him the only thing i got thrown off by in the show regularly was the age between romantic partners because i'm so confused with how old kaz is versus how old inej is i'm so bruh ben barnes in real life is 40 apparently or according almost 40 uh alina is 25 there's a 15 year age difference between the actors how old slash young are the characters supposed to be i every single person that got together i was like i don't I don't understand. Like, is the 
Darkling? Think- and then and then I think you like, try to throw me off. It's a vampire nonsense where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. range stops mattering when they hit mm-hmm. a century old. Because it's not like you're dating an old man. You're dating someone that's forever 17. But like, yeah. I'm sorry, that was a grown man and like an 18 year old. And so I don't want to watch them making out on the desk, no matter how attractive Ben Barnes is. I was I like, say, he does look quite young for his age. He does. I, when you I, said 39, yeah, I was like, when shook. I Googled him, I was like, 39? Jesus. Okay, but you, like, you know when we were watching Never Have I Ever and that 29-year-old old, that oh, tiny yes! man who looked aged? Like, Ben Barnes looks beautiful. So I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I've just, every time I see it now, like, I can't stop. Every time I'm like, you, there are so many actors. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Ben Barnes. He did a great job in this. It's just like. I think it, he was the best acting of the whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Next yeah. to Jesper, I think. Jesper was... Jesper, mm, and here's the thing. Mm. As you were watching it, you can tell, like, Netflix knew. Netflix like, was he like, has, like, we the need most the, fun... Yeah. Yeah, we need the one character. And it's always... It's always a queer. Like, we love it. They know their audience. They know what they're going for. It's always a Klaus-like character, and that is Jesper. And every time he walked, I loved it. Like, there's one point where... I think my favorite part is where Alina is trying to escape, and she just gets into the trunk of the carriage while he's standing outside of it everything about his facial expression for that whole five minutes it's happening i was like this is magical every time he brought up the goat i was like this is what i want all tv to be just this man talking about a goat like loved it loved it so much so cute like Um, Kaz would have to be more fun personality wise to hang out with him and i'm like why would jasper waste his time with some stick in the mud broody man like you he wouldn't (laughs) I'm so mad. Maybe because Kaz saved him so many times. But like, it's also implied that Jesper has a little bit of a crush on Kaz. That's from what that's what I interpreted. Yeah, from I agree. Books. I, I think I, I think we've determined that Jesper has a bit of a crush on everyone. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. But like, pers- particularly like, him. Jesper is just like I'm a very attractive person surrounded by extremely attractive people, and I know where this goes. Like he just had that vibe of like I would fuck everyone. But we would all have a great time. It wouldn't have to be a big deal. Like, it yeah. just, yeah. he is the one person that knows that he's in a story, you know? And I, I that's always my favorite character. He's the main character of his own he's, life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just for, like, like mm. in, in this case, the main character of the show for everyone else. Because we're all like, what's Jesper up to, though? Yeah. And, like, you know, things come back to Jesper. The goat came back to Jesper. Mal can credit them and that crew helped them at the end it all comes back to jesper even the way that he was like supposed to pick up the coal and he ends up gambling so he has to steal less coal like even that (laughs) whole thing i was like what a mess like i just love him that's why it's hard for me to be interested even in characters like mal because i'm like just comparatively you seem so boring So they they added, I think, a totally new character in the one that helped them cross the fold. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh, the, like that that the, was like, a completely new guy? person, right? Yeah, yeah. The conductor. But, like, yeah. yeah, the conductor. But like, I fully don't understand who exactly he works for. <laughs> he works for himself. No, that's what I got understood. But like, at when he was trying to kill Alina, that seemed. I think he took the, I think they, they said that in the, where he was like, I, when I say he works for himself, I mean like he's hired by people to take people in and out across the fold. Mm -hmm. And then I think the point of taking out Alina was that the same people that hired 
the six of crows or the three crows to take out to bring alina back he was hired to get oh no 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 the from the fjord guys are the ones that wanted him to get rid of alina because they don't want alina to end the to stop the fold from existing because then they won't become their own country so it was oh. the fjordists or whatever the fjordists because yeah. he was basically <laughs> saying he was like like these guys offered me a million, but I got this money from that guy. But if you give me just half of that, I'll be on your side instead. Like he just struck me as he was like, whoever was the highest bidder was who he okay. worked for. Yeah. I just like, I think I got confused because there's like a whole other plot that comes in later that I wasn't sure if he was part of that suddenly. This is why, you know what? Don't read the books. Go in with nothing. Cause I actually really liked his character. I was really upset when he was not just like someone that was working with them and like would stick around He's for a, a bit dabber. because I, like I, a liked where, I liked his general vibe. I liked how he fit in. Like I not knowing who the six of crows are. I had no idea if he would be one of them or not. So I just had like a really good time with him. Um, so mm-hmm. I was actually really sad when everything was going down, but I thought it was a good character. But then also like I was sad, but I was forgetting that he was tr- uh, like, shuffling people around to be slaves in another country so that's probably something to consider about him as well that like oh the character was interesting but he was a terrible person that's one thing too that i didn't get a good grasp on that i would love to have a better grasp on the area that the and i guess this makes sense since this was the grisha trilogy mostly and not the crows trilogy i want to know so much more about the area Cash, Inez, and Jesper are from. Yeah, because it's it, fun. Yeah, it, they kept Cutter talking about the gambling yeah. clubs and the brothels and like all the interesting parts there. And I was like, what are the inner workings of this place? Like, I want to know desperately, like how that works. It just seems so much more interesting than mm-hmm. being in a war. Like, I'm just not someone <laughs> that generally cares at all about that part of it. So give me that. One thing it reminded me of was I, I talked about this book once i read this random ass independently published book called tournament of losers which i talked, about, talked in about in a podcast yeah, yeah i talked about it in a podcast episode and i really liked it but the universe it was set in kind of sounded vaguely similar to how the brothels and the gambling and stuff like that works where the crows are and like i really liked that that little book that didn't really have very much going for it really got me and sold me because of everything it built around the idea of that plot and i I could see hints of it and i was like give me i want more of this and then when you find out how cool and like tough that country is you're gonna be like what do you mean kaz is like this what do you mean (laughs) i'm like I just need to clarify. I enjoyed this. I think this is a very good adaptation of a teen. Like, teen Mm -hmm. Stephanie is jealous that this came out for all the (laughs) teens that are reading it now because it was very well done. And, like, I would have killed to have something like this. Yeah. And also, like, like the setting. Amazing setup for, like, the settings of all the places. I think I'm actually... Yeah, like, the quality was good. I'm impressed by some of the effects. Like, when they had her friend disguised as Alina and, like, Mm -hmm. the faces changed. I was impressed. Like, I was like, damn, okay. The shadows. The shadows were done. So, and that's when you know, like, they're going after that Game of Thrones because they started Mm -hmm. the show and five minutes in, they were like, don't worry, dragons. But just bony shadow dragons. But I will say, I think magic looks better in 
TV when there is some kind of effect to it. Like just watching people mm-hmm. move their hands around and they're like, I'm a windbender. So you don't actually see anything happen. You just see like <laughs> a boat get pushed away. I think that always looks kind of terrible. But the shadow stuff and her sun powers near the end when she uses them and she's like crackling all over. Like she looked really good there. That shit looked great. I also, it was so creepy, but the horns coming out of her clavicle. Oh oh, yeah. It almost looked like a fucked up crown. Like I loved it. When you could see like some of her skin peeling off one of the antlers, I was like, "Mm." I always had trouble picturing what that looked like in the book. I always, I thought it would be like a necklace, but then to see that it's embedded in her, I'm like, this is a hundred percent better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I really, like, saw coming, but I'm not mad. It was just, it's the classic, like, chosen one thing where near the end, she's like, no, you can't take what's not given to you. The stag (laughs) chose me. Like, the whole thing was absurd, but, like, I get it. Like That's a YA book right there, you know? It's your classic. And at least she gets the moment where she gets to be like, you killed it. And so you didn't deserve to have its powers, blah, blah, blah. If only you knew how to be kind, none of this would ever be happening. Um, I loved his mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Madame Hooch. I was dead convinced, though, that she was also luring Alina into a trap. I didn't trust anybody. Trust nobody. So when she went left instead of right or whatever, I was like, "Mm, good for you. Ooh, the outfits. Her, the most banging outfits in this whole show was when she was at the palace and she was wearing all that blue and gold. Ooh, she looked amazing with like the general style military jacket, but it would be really long. So it was kind of like Mm -hmm. a dress robe. I had a great time during those scenes. The keftkas? Keftkas? Keftas. I think that's how you feel. Again, it looked a hundred times better than I thought it would. Just like money wise, location wise, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. Zoya, I also really like that they included her in this yeah, more than I Zoya. thought she would because she's going to be bigger mm-hmm. as you go later on. But um, oh, I was just thinking about what season two is going to be, and I think I've guessed what it's going to be. But it's going to be, a, if it's anything that I think, the heist in season two is going to be getting your favorite man, M- Matthias, out of jail, and the crows are going to oh, help yeah. them. And I think they're yeah, going to yeah, push yeah. that up. Yeah. He's going to, they were just like, it reeked of Nina and Matthias will be together by the end. And I'm like, I hope he dies. I hope it's that kind of story instead. <laughs> like, I, Nina, I love you. Just go out there. Be a prostitute. Live your best life. You don't the need last this. Time we left them in Ketterdam, right? That's where they are now? Awaiting trial? No, they're going, they're going back. They're on a ship to Ketterdam, I think. Okay, okay. But they will be there. Therefore, the crows will be there. Oh, but they're all on the same ship, which I thought was weird. It's like Alina and Mal are on that ship. The crows are on that ship. Nina's on that ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you guys aren't going to have a powwow together. There should be also someone else on that ship later on because it's implied. I cannot wait. Like the way that I am waiting for this one character. And Christina, guess what? He's kind of like Jesper. So you're going to love him too. But like extreme. Like, like think so extreme. <laughs> It's like, you know how it's like showy, showy confidence? That's what this Ugh. guy is. Oh, and then, but then there like, should have been the inside, contrast. They're a little broken. Yes. But he that should have contrast. Book. He got a full book yeah. to himself. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, I enjoyed it enough that like I'll definitely keep watching it. I think what I would say, too, to specify, like, at the end of the day, I really like this, was that when season two comes out, I'll rewatch season one right beforehand. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. this was good enough that I would absolutely get in the habit of doing that. I really like this. I'll yeah. keep watching it. I don't think it had what it needs to be the next Game of Thrones, to yeah. be honest. I think it's missing the number of characters. I think, again, because it's a YA book, this is totally fine. It's Q's Young. That's not a problem for it. That's not anything negative. It's just mm-hmm. going to be hard to be something like Game of Thrones when it does skew young. But I think it was good. I think I'll keep watching like, it. And I do kind of hope we see the cash you're talking about because I think that would help too. You mm-hmm. also see like Netflix really dedicated money to this show. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like they were like, we're just going to try to pull it off to get some easy money off of fans of the books. Like it looks like they took the time. The freaking costumes themselves are enough to tell you like they spent money on this freaking show. I was going to say, do you think they're going to get a second season? I would yes. assume. I think they already yeah. are signed on for three seasons. Right? Wasn't that the thing? I'm, I think that's Bridgerton. The, no, I oh, yes, Bridgerton is now four seasons total. But I could have sworn, and I could totally be wrong about this. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. But I could have sworn that Shadow and Bone, three seasons from the beginning. And then maybe it'll get more. Maybe it'll just end. What should I Google? Contract? My favorite Netflix contract? They haven't officially renewed the show, but there's been reports that they were quietly renewed for another season already. Okay. Hmm. Um, Do you think it's still number one? I checked yesterday. I'm going to see if there's still It number was one number one when I checked like 20 minutes ago, whenever okay. we first started. It wasn't number one when I was watching. It wasn't even in the top 10 when I was watching. Well, that's because you started watching it five hours after it released so you got to give it a little bit of time i think most people are not still number one it'll probably be number one for at least like a good week the dylan Mm o'brien movie is number six dylan o'brien i'm casting you as nikolai in my head was it uh was it interesting was it good love and monsters okay listen dylan o'brien cannot play nikolai i would never watch it he He is charming he could not pull it off no there's no Mm. way absolutely not what have you seen dylan o'brien in that teen wolf oh you watched Wolf? yeah i watched like pretty much all of teen wolf how did I not realize? We probably had this conversation then. I thought you hadn't. No, no, I definitely have, and I've been. I do. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I also find Dylan O'Brien charming, but in some things, I think not in everything. he could do this. But I don't know I, who Nikolai is. So I found like, him. I, don't know how I found him charming be. as Styles for sure, but I don't know. After Teen Wolf, I did not like. I like the things that I had seen him in. I did not. He needs like to him. stop thinking he's an action star because he's not charming in those ways. That mm. fucking assassin movie, absolutely not. Maze Runner, yeah. cusp. Maze Runner, he like a little bit of Styles charm was in there, but it was too mm. much the other way. I think he needs to pull back and he needs to be in romantic comedies. Like I think that's his vibe. Yeah, but also I he could do a drama. Think, I still don't do think this. he could do Nikolai. <laughs> I think he could. Here's who my. Would you, I don't know who gonna... Nikolai is, but who would you cast as Nikolai? And I'm gonna try to figure out what Nikolai is supposed to be between okay, these two casting okay, choices. Okay. Here, we're here. Well, okay, well, let me let me just say, uh, based on the Netflix contract scenarios and how he is described as looking in the books, my guess is that they would try to get the guy who was in Bridgerton and the guy that played Cormac McLaggen in Harry Potter Six, and I can't remember his name. Let who, me. Who look was it he up. in Bridgerton? Oh, uh, he Cormac- was the. The prince yeah, yeah. for the yeah, Freddy Stroma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That totally would the, be the <laughs> That's a very the Nef- different vibe than Dylan no, O'Brien. No, no, no. No, like look wise. Look wise, I look think. Look wise. But yeah, even that's... vibe wise, that's a very different vibe than Dylan I... O'Brien. Well I know. 
based on my but based on the Netflix contract, I'm like, who is available? Who would who would be optioned into this thing? And I would say he's available. He has a Netflix contract. They're looking at him. But I also want someone I don't know. And yeah, I also want Dylan O'Brien. I want somebody I don't know, I think, because I feel like like I want a good. And also, combo. he doesn't need to be a white. Uh, I was like, he doesn't need to be a white man. He kind of has to be. He has to be a half a white guy. So, actually, no. Dep- it depends. He I doesn't mean, need to te- be a white te- guy. Is what I'm trying to say. Technically, in the in the book, he's white with like blonde hair, isn't he? Yeah, but like people don't need to look the way that they look in the book. I know. Like yeah. he doesn't have to look like that. But I would like. <sighs> I'm like I'm like torn about this because like I'm trying to think of somebody who's like does his whiteness matter? No. No. That's what I'm saying. It, technically he doesn't need to be. I wouldn't care. I know the fans might care because they're teens, but but I think even I think complaining about characters not looking the way they book when it comes with regards to like race or even gender is definitely like a more even millennial and up thing mm, true like true. i think people more in our range range are like what do you mean harry potter had blue eyes like who gives a fuck if hermione's dress was pink like that kind of bullshit i, I feel think, like i don't see those complaints around as much i think it only matters when they are supposed to be a person of color and they're replaced exactly that's, exactly that's where i am more irritated about things oh yeah absolutely but i mean and that's what i think is a very legitimate concern I think it's like, hey, it's supposed to be a white person and you're not making them white anymore. Like, again, Bridgerton style. I think that's where you see really more older people complaining. Well, it's like, so they made Alina half shoe, which makes sense given who they cast. And like that added to the story. No, she was just like a white gal. Oh, it's way so that, more better with her not being a white person. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, that makes sense. And it's kind of like the Bridgerton thing. Why did you explain it half-ass when it didn't really matter to the more story? But, like, this actually, like, adds I'm, to the story. I'm looking at all these fan casts for Nikolai, and I do not like a single one. Is it Dylan O'Brien? <laughs> no, none of them are Dylan O'Brien. I would rather oh my have God. Dylan O'Brien than any of these. <laughs> Because honestly, if it's all white blonde men in Hollywood, there are maybe three, maybe less than three good white blonde men. Most you of them are terrible. I want a ginger. You need somebody that's <laughs> like slightly, slightly smarmy, but like charming enough that you're like, I'll accept it because why? Why are you so adorable? So you need a Hemsworth. I think you need a conventionally attractive Robert Sheehan, i.e. Robert Sheehan, if he was mixed with a Christmas Hemsworth yes. person, like that kind of personality from Ragnarok with like Robert Sheehan as a like that, like that vibe. That's what you need. <laughs> the way you're grinning at the <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> I'm trying to picture who that would be because you are mirroring, you are ma- like mushing together two of my favorite types of people. But that's yeah. what it is. This is what so this um, It's going to be so they're going to have to cast somebody that we don't know. That's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Like I'll accept nothing less. Like I want somebody perfect for this because like but this also, character you need is the, huge. Yeah, but it also needs to be like acting skill wise. Ala Ben Barnes, who again? I will say again, I was shocked how well he acted this. Okay. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about it. The Ben Barnes Kaz Brecker face off. What? Oh right. <laughs> I was like, this never happened, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> and the fact that Kaz got away, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And it's, like, implying that he's, like, stronger than he is. And I'm like, what are you trying to say here? Maybe Kaz Brecker has some magic we don't know about. But also, didn't when when um, 
when the Darkling did his magic thing on the boat, didn't Inej, wasn't Inej able to stop it too? With her like... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it also, didn't she stop... She stopped Alina at some point, didn't she? Like Alina released like a sunbeam because she didn't know who she was with. And then Inej... Yeah, like I was like... Wakanda forever. Is this something that I... (laughs) Is this something that I missed in the books? Have I forgotten some ability that Inej has? No, they don't. They were, like, normal. That was what made it interesting. It's like you had all these people who are, like, just basic humans with no Grisha powers coming in and, like, outsmarting them. But, like, fa- I'm not mad. Her faith is so strong. True. <laughs> yeah. oh, in terms of, again, in terms of the show expecting me to know way more than I did, I even now barely understand anything with Inej's backstory or the religion aspect it Mm. took me so long to get there and like maybe I wasn't paying enough attention but also and I get that you can't explain everything but they relied heavily on some things that I was like I don't know what you're talking about yeah I didn't really like even going back to what I didn't understand about her like I didn't really get the whole like she can't kill people thing and then she did like the moment where she killed that dude i i understood was clearly a very heavy moment for her but i was struggling to fit that in the context of the world and the story of like are you upset that you killed someone for the same reasons i would be upset if i killed someone or are you upset that you killed someone because of something else going on in this universe and your religion like I was kind of, especially there was the whole thing with Jesper where like she was going to kill somebody else in order to get something. And he was like, if you get somebody else to kill them, doesn't mean you didn't really kill them. The whole time I was like, but why will you not kill? Like, is it just, why won't you kill them? Just explain to me. Is it typical or is there something else going on here? (laughs) So that's it. But that was more of a commentary on the show and that I feel like I need that to be explained a little bit further. So maybe they'll go into that more in the future, but I would love to get a better understanding of her sort of belief system and how, how her killing that dude fit into that. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. They didn't need to fit in all this stuff. I was like, they could have waited, you know, you don't have to drop all the hints in the first season. Yeah. Write it out. But it was good. Yeah, I'm like, like I too into it. Mel as I look at this guy's photos. I, I <laughs> know, like I was like I'm surprised and shocked by how much I'm into Mel. I I don't. Wow, I don't see what you guys saw for sure. I don't know I either. Don't know. I don't know that first moment when he started boxing. I was like, okay. <laughs> I think it's because he's so, he's so sensitive. He's more sensitive, or like he he's was also on. he was bullied. He's not, he's not at all what I thought he'd look like. All right, so that was our Shadow and Bone. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up at an hour in? What do you want to see in season two? I want what you said about Kaz. That sounds really great. And I want more heists because the whole heist thing, it worked for me. It drew me in. I want more of it. The magic stuff is great. I'm cool with it. I'm interested to see what's going to roll up with. I know you guys know, but I'm interested to see how the Darkling coming back and what that's going to affect and blah, blah, blah. But more than anything, I could not care at all about the Chosen One shit. I care a million times more about everything to go with just general thievery. Thievery. Yeah, I want more from, like, Genya, Zoya, obviously. Um, I do want to see Nikolai come in in season two, hopefully early on. I mean, he has to. (laughs) He has to. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I would like Kaz to 
be more confident in himself <laughs> on a level. And I would like Jasper to have more fun with people. I sing Jasper, yeah. Jasper, whatever. Uh, we hope you guys liked our episode. We hope you liked the new Shadow and Bone show. If you have any thoughts, you can drop them off at our mm-hmm. Twitter and our Instagram at EatsCast. We also have a printer set up at Everyone and Their Sister Pod. Uh, search us up. Hit us up with your thoughts on Shadow and Bone. Uh, we will see you guys back here in a year when we do a review of the second season, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, because we are the worst. And we will be back now on a weekly cadence until we take off another break at some point this year. Because life is exhausting. So thanks sure for listening. <laughs> bye. Oh, and don't forget. No, no bye yet. <laughs> okay, no bye. <laughs> don't forget to leave us a little voice note on Anchor. We want to hear from I you. I listen to them. What are you doing? What did you do while we were off? We got a lot of voice notes from Ardo. And actually, I think she mm-hmm. released a voice note to us after we sent out our last episode. So we might have one that we need to pop into an episode at some point. Yeah. Marina left one as I well. I think Marina left one too, yeah. That's true. So we'll drop those in our next episode. Um, and we are going on a little theme for the rest of the month where uh, each one of us is going to pick an actor and we are forcing the other two <laughs> to pick something from that actor's uh, filmography, watch that, and then come back and chat about it. It's going to end up being Dylan O'Brien. <laughs> and it absolutely is going to be for Steph. Um, Nat, we're going to spoiler alert, she picked Nick Cage. So now me and Steph have to go find... I've never find... watched anything with Nick Cage, I, I don't think. didn't... Okay, I didn't officially pick Nick Cage, did I? Uh, you put it in the sheet, but well, I guess you can still... So maybe, oh guys, spoiler alert, will it be Nick Cage or will it be someone else? She has to decide today else. to give us time to pick and watch one of the movies. <laughs> Alright, that's it from us. <laughs> bye! 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 And a real bye this time, not no bye. Oh shoot, I totally forgot Ben Barnes plays a young Sirius Black. Oh oh my god, from Harry Potter. The name. I literally was like, like a serious black man? Like I was so What do you mean he played a young serious black person? I was so confused!